0: Previously on one tree. Hill. Greetings starfighters, welcome to Red science films. I'm Jimmy P, filmmaker and sexual astronaut. First up, guys, please check out our fourth feature film for free over on YouTube. Just search for Little Monster or click on the link in the show notes below. This episode I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Daniel Mark Young of Viral Films. Dan, thank you so much for joining us on the show this week.
1: We got to the end of 2018. I actually remember it very vividly. It was December of 2018 and we hadn't done anything that whole year. We'd worked on so many different things and so many different scripts and working to get so many different things off the ground and nothing did. For whatever reason, it was always a different, you know, thing. It was money, or it was a location, or if it was just not getting, you know, something just didn't come together. Um, and so we we were struggling. And so I just said, look, you know what? Let's let's take all these things that have been issues. Let's take everything that's been a problem for us and just solve it by just taking control of it. So you know, money, the financial side of of something. Let's let's shoot something so inexpensively. You know, uh, locations are an issue. Let's shoot it in one location, trying to get all the actors and, and schedule things. And, and you know, uh, let's just try and use one actor. Let's just find something we can do. And so I had a bunch of ideas for things that were just literally ideas floating around. And I kind of fused a bunch of things together to kind of create Deathstream. And it was, uh, I always had this kind of idea of, um, it'd be interesting if like we had this, you know, uh a short that was presented as if it was a live stream and it was, you know, some, it was like a home invasion thing. The cult thing wasn't really a part of that at the time. Um, and so I had this other idea, which I was eventually hoping to make into a feature called into the black abyss, which was sort of a Lovecraftian monster film. Um, and i won't go into details about that because i still want to use the idea as a potential sequel so i would love to talk about it but um so yeah like and 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 then i thought well it'd be kind of cool to do something because that was kind of like an end goal warehouse was kind of off the table for a bit so i wanted to try and see if we could get this other film made and then not kind of realizing actually this was going to be stupidly expensive and I'm, i'm barking at the wrong tree again um and so I just thought, well, it'd be cool to do something that's kind of a toe dip into that world and just see if people like, you know, where we're going and just say, look, you know, here's where we want to be, but we'll make something that's kind of a sort of a prequel or a, a, like I said, a toe dip into that world. And so that's where we kind of came up with this. And originally this project was going to be like 50 minutes long. We were going to shoot it for like a grand. It was going to be so simple and really kind of. A very dumbed down version of what we ended up with, and in the writing process, the the issue is I took over the writing. Our 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 normal writer, he wrote for her, run etc. James, he kind of took a sort of step back from writing and said, look, you know, I'm I'm happy to be producer and all that and help out and do, you know, script notes and supervise and that and stuff, but he didn't really want to have the sort of uh, the main sort of job of writing it. So it was down to me, and yeah, I got to the point where I just like I I wrote just possibly the. It's craziest thing I could think of at the time and then realised actually this is going to cost a lot more than the ground this is going to be a lot more, you know, this is a lot more pages, this is going to be more than 50 minutes you know, um, which are all good Good problems to have because it just ended up being a much grander project um, but yeah, it was really born out of the necessity to do something, just to get off our arse and shoot something because we'd had a year of just we'd gone from project to project and we'd worked on stuff and it, we had a good flow going and then for some reason 2018 everything kind of didn't happen for us so um yeah we we just kind of got to the stage where like we're itching to make something we know we want to make something we just need to figure out what it is we can make with little money and and you know that's and it wasn't just a case of like we said oh let's make a feature it just kind of happened that way you know so
0: i love the fact that you, you you kind of took all of these restrictions these challenges these limitations which would put most people off and you kind of went okay how can we turn this to an advantage and yeah you know yeah we've all faced the challenge of locations uh, an absolute oh, yeah. nightmare money often linked to locations being an absolute nightmare keeping the cast small um you know trying to keep travel expenses and all this down and by yeah i mean this is something similar that we did in in the run-up to little monster is it's like right what can we do what have we got how can we shoot it um And yeah, I absolutely love that, dude, because I think a lot of people use these limitations as excuses just not to make anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we just, it was frustrating and there was a lot of kind of, there was a lot of kind of angst involved in kind of writing the script as well. Um, I think that's why we kind of went so crazy with it and extreme with it. because we're just so angry, we couldn't get stuff made. I don't know. Like that was from, from my perspective, anyway. Um, and so, yeah, like I feel like, you know, like you say, a lot of people use it as an excuse not to get stuff done. Um, I wish those were the only sort of challenges we faced, because obviously we had like the issues of like the pandemic, and you know, there's so much other stuff. I mean, I've got so many stories I could tell you about like making this movie. That's why it took four years to to, to get it to where we are now. You know. H- hats off to you for
0: getting anything done during during the pandemic period you know like i've spoken to a couple of people who managed to get stuff done and you know absolutely you know i think all other filmmakers should salute you and and those filmmakers who managed to get anything done during the past like two and a half years which has been you know a nightmare for for almost everybody but um i just wanted to jump in and say i i I seem to remember you did a video um i'm guessing it was you and james then who did the, the video um, where you kind of introduced the title, introduced the concept of the film, Into the Black Abyss Death Dream, Death Stream, sorry. And I, I just remember, I remember absolutely loving the title, not knowing anything about the concept, um, but it also just sounded like the most black metal, <laughs> like title for, for a movie ever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. such a great yeah, title. No, I think... and, and you're saying it's it's kind of linked to know. this, this other idea as well. Um like yeah great this could be your cloverfield then this could be a franchise going you know touching many different subgenres is that is that what we're hoping to see
1: um, well well yeah pretend, well possibly um i have an idea for a sequel and then i'm hoping if we get to make that and we get to make the final part of it it's essentially going to be a trilogy that the final part will be the movie i wanted to make initially um so i do have a kind of an idea for a sequel that's kind of a bit more in the mockumentary sort of um style of thing it's still going to be found footage but it's going to take on a bit more of a a mockumentary vibe but yeah i've got some interesting ideas for that i don't know when that's going to start kind of you know we're going to start writing that but um i've got a few other things i'm I'm interested in doing that are a little bit maybe outside of the horror genre but still have elements to to it um but yeah I, i just i you know i think we've not sort of had it's been a bit tricky getting this film out, out there at the moment, but like the sort of a response we've had so far has been pretty positive. So I, I feel like there, there's there's potential there for us to do something more in this world and and, and do another do a sequel or something. Yeah.
0: You're talking about how originally it was kind of like this fifty minutes short and then you went off and it kind of blossomed into this thing. So by the time it kind of hit a feature length um script, how many drafts did it then go through to become the shooting script that you know you guys actually sat down and, and filmed with
1: i think in total we had five something like five drafts um i think initially because i was because originally james was going to do the bulk of the writing i wrote a, a massive treatment for it uh, i said look here i'm just going to write this whole thing out it's like a 36 page treatment or something ridiculous and i sent it off to and said look here's here you go you've got everything you need to go write it you know um which was not probably not the greatest way to go about it. But um, so, yeah, like we we, I I feel like the first draft was something around the 52 pages, 52 page mark. So we'd sort of hit our 50 page mark we were looking for. Um, And then we just kept coming up with all these ideas and expanding it. And that's that's the biggest problem we have when it comes to writing. We just, you know, I try, I just feel like, you know, why restrict yourself just, write the movie you want to see and figure the rest out later, you know? Because there's always a way to do things on, you know... And don't get me wrong, there was definitely stuff we had to... not so much cut out, but tone down or do slightly differently or change um, or adapt. But it, it, but in the same instances, there's things that we thought of whilst in production that we thought, actually, if we do this, that's going to make that scene even better. So it kind of works both ways. There were certain things we had to change. But, yeah, so I think, like, the first draft was about... the f- 52 pages i feel like the second one onwards we just started adding more and more stuff and bulking things out the gameplay stuff and the kind of end reveal with Derek nelson's character um that got the biggest sort of bulking out i think of anything um and i feel like the ending to this movie is slightly expositiony and and you know perhaps could have been sort of cut down a bit but um i feel like we just kept adding and adding and adding stuff and yeah, it got to the point where I kind of um I mean I'd go away, I'd write stuff, and then obviously James would then I'd send it over to him, say, look, check it over, give me some notes, send let me know what you think. He'd give me notes, I'd go back, I'd write more, or change stuff, or say, Can you tweak this dialogue a little bit, make it a bit more sort of you know and, and that's how we'd that's how we'd work it. So um and yeah, it was just kind of there was just elements where it was just like yeah, you know, like we'd just make something something more and more fucked up every time we write a draft. We'd just go back and go, Yeah, we can make this more fucked up. We can we can just, you know, we can we can make that darker or we could, you know, go a bit further and more extreme, we push this a little bit more. And so in the end it just expanded to I think the shooting draft, um, which was finalized in March twenty twenty, was about 72 pages march 2020 man what what,
0: <laughs> what a date yeah. what a date when the world, world changed There, man yeah definitely no i mean you, you're talking yeah. about you know you see the, that coming yeah we did uh what what i actually loved uh, you know hey you know whether this complicates matters or not i actually really loved the the game stuff and then how that reflected in the occult apocalyptic kind of stuff man that was because I love the concept of a streamer oh, totally. and, and a, a home invasion. That's a great concept, but but then overlaying it with you know all this um, occult stuff on top of that really was pushing you know a lot of buttons for me um again going back to you know kind of that prince of darkness john carpenter vibes um and the slow dawning realization of this this gamer (laughs) you know the the bits and and having almost like this greek chorus of the commenters you know scrolling down the screen as well just a great concept man and it's one of those ones where Yeah, it would never have a million years occurred to me. But as a viewer, I was just like, holy shit, what a great way of having, you know, just for the most part, one actor on screen, but interacting with all these other characters. And it's such a a modern phenomenon, you know, like, you know, twitching and, and all of this kind of stuff fantastic man i absolutely loved it w- was there anything that you were kind of inspired by you know to kind of influence this concept at all or
1: well cheers for saying it. I, mean, that's, I really appreciate that that's amazing um there's a lot of sort of uh, there's been a few movies sort of over the last i want to say probably just not even the last decade really but there's a lot of sort of this screen life kind of it's now become like a, a weird sub-genre of the found footage genre i guess um Sub genre within a sub genre, if you will, um, yeah. Do, and and you know, films like um, Unfriended and things like that have a little bit of a sort of a slight influence into it, um, you know. But yeah, I mean, there was a. I think I remember we had a meeting with Matt, Matt who plays our main character in this movie. We had a meeting with him January 2019. We didn't even have a script, but I just said, look, we've got this idea, and I think I pitched him like. I had a list of films, I was like, it's it's got cult elements, a bit like, you know, have you seen Kill List? Kill List is a bit, like you know, we've got bits of that in there, and I can't remember, like, Unfriended was was potentially one of them, um, and I think I kind of pitched him the idea that there's going to be, it's essentially a found footage movie that has a few sort of POV moments to it and i i think i explained there was a film that was kind of similar to that and i can't remember off the top of my head but there was a little list of films that i felt had some similarities and, and things like that and i just like i said i can't remember off the top of my head but yeah i feel like you know anything sort of in this the tech horror kind of um sub sub genre of horror is kind of um i guess would be sort, somewhat influential and i feel like it's something that um it's weird because, again, mentioning the, not to mention the pandemic too much, but obviously it played a bit of a role. And I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, online gaming and Twitch streaming and that kind of stuff has always been a thing anyway. It's never, it's not been, not always been a thing, but it was a thing for a fair while before we wrote this. But it kind of blew up massively over, you know, once lockdown hit because everyone's stuck in their home and all the kind of weird sort of parallels with the story of being stuck in your own home and all this stuff it was like it, it, you know we we obviously had no idea like these things were going to happen but it had this really weird sort of these weird parallels with real life and so well, we got asked a lot whether or not you know the whole pandemic played a role in influencing the story which it didn't because it was all written way before that
0: once we'd locked off the script then um did you guys kind of like you and and uh, the producer have a look in terms of budgeting was that kind of the next step for you guys it's like okay this is the script how are we going to make it what's it going to cost us
1: yeah so like obviously we knew that the original idea of doing it for a grand was like you know it's not going to happen uh, so we sort of said well look, you know let's 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 sit down let's figure this out um and so yeah we came up with a figure that was i think Quite, you know, we we are one of them sort of companies that tries to do a lot with very little, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, um, because we always know that money's the biggest sort of hindrance in terms of getting something made, um, and again, hence why we're doing what we're doing. And we just said, look, you know, realistically, what can we make it for? And I believe that our our first figure was something around two thousand eight hundred, which was double the actual budget of for her. So we took, you know, the budget of like a 20 minute film and like doubled it and tried to make a feature with it. Um, But by the point we got, we were at that stage, we were lucky enough to have already had somebody invest in the film. And so they put up two thirds of the actual budget already so when it came to doing a crowdfund, we only needed like the grand that we were originally going to ask for. So it kind of worked out really good. So yeah, so the, the I, when anyone asks what the budget of the movie is, i, I just say three grand because it's it's I think it's just slightly under that. But yeah, um, but that was literally like the cheapest we can make it for. And unfortunately, because of the way things worked, by the time it actually got around to spending that money on the film, everything was just so much more expensive than it should have been you know so we had to sort of re re reevaluate it and try and figure out how we could do certain things a lot cheaper or work out alternatives that were cheaper
0: so what do you think got lost then what weren't you able to do
1: we are a very small team anyway um we had this grand idea of bringing in people to do certain things like the makeup effects and things like that we ended up i ended up doing them pretty much all myself to be honest um You know, just because it saved money, we bought in a lot of stuff that, you know, um, to to do that. Um, Yeah, there were a couple, I think, maybe a couple of um, death scenes that we kind of tweaked to make them a little less over the top and less grand and kind of, you know, not so much cheap in the effect, but make them more affordable and, you know, still have the same sort of impact, but just do it in a way that isn't going to cost us a fortune um the there was a sort of a big cut more towards the end part of the film. There was gonna be a little bit more carnage towards the end of the film. more dead bodies, actual dead bodies you were gonna see the idea was you know not to sort of spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it, but I don't really care. I'm talking about the movie it's fine um <laughs> yeah, I think like the the idea was that we were gonna have some kind of um more of a display in the in the in the back garden of of dead bodies and things like that, and they were going to be displayed in a certain way, and you know it was going to be a bit more, a lot more production towards the latter half of the um the film. That kind of that's I think mainly what took the hit.
0: I've got to be honest though, nothing in the end of it. Even knowing that now, nothing is lacking in the film. You know, it, it feels or very much, you know, part of it. And definitely when you were talking about, you know, some of the the death scenes, what I liked about them was some of them were quite low key, but yeah. then you had your lead actor really selling it with his reaction to it, you know? Um, that felt yeah. very believable. And and the fact that, you know, yeah, you weren't lingering on certain shots, which, yeah, as a filmmaker, I know sometimes you're doing that for budgetary <laughs> reasons, but yeah, totally, yeah. That felt that felt really part of the piece. So I think, you know... As as a viewer, that hit again, that hit all the notes that, you know, I, I was looking for from the film, man. So, you know, I don't I don't think the film suffers for it anyway. Oh, so, fans, in, so, no, no worries at all, man. So in terms of then the the budget, where did you find most of the budget actually going to in the end then?
1: So yeah, it was it was mostly effects work, to be honest, it was mostly effects. Even though we were doing it ourselves, uh, a large portion of that went into that. Um, you know, yeah, we we bought some. I mean, again, the main kind of part of the main idea of doing this, the way we were doing it, was we were going to use a lot of the equipment we already had, so we didn't have to hire in a lot of stuff. But we ended up having to buy a few things in, some lights and stuff like that. Um, uh, just yeah, a couple of bits. Little there was very little in the way of set design and things like that. Um, we bought a few bits and pieces in for that. But yeah, I think the biggest bulk of the budget was essentially the effect stuff you know a lot of that and you know just just small weird little costs like you know getting some graphics made up or again i did a lot of the graphics myself but there's certain things we had to we outsourced and we said look you know i can't i can't be doing it i can't do it i can't get it how i want it so let's find someone that can and and pay them to do it and and so yeah there was like you know but yeah i think the majority of the budget was spent on blood and guts and stuff so yeah brilliant man after my own heart definitely
0: did. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had the time machine uh from a budget point of view if you were able to hop back is there anything you'd do differently in terms of budget allocation
1: i don't know man like i said there's a, there's it's a shame in a way that we couldn't there was there's a few there was a few ideas of things i really wanted to do that we couldn't and it wasn't it wasn't always necessary from a budgetary perspective it was perhaps more from a time perspective which sounds really weird because it took us, I mean, obviously it's taken us a long time to make this movie, but the actual, from going into production to, you know, finishing the shoot was about 18 months. And there was only 16 nights of shooting over 18 months because everyone's schedule was just insane. Um, and again, COVID being an issue, you know, that, that, you know, didn't help. So, you know, I'd love to have just, I think more than anything, I would love to have just gone back and had the time to shoot it over a shorter period of time would have helped, and and maybe get a couple of scenes. There was an extra, there was an extra part of the scene in the uh, in the attic in the roof space that I really wanted to get done, and yeah, more just a couple of bits towards the end that I felt would have just really amped things up. But I feel like in terms of spending money, I think we we were we we're always. Fairly careful. We don't want to, you know, especially when you're dealing with dealing with something that's crowdfunded, you're dealing with other people's money. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, mess with that. You want to make sure that's spent wisely and, and where it needs to go. Um, and so it's difficult. It's definitely, it's definitely tricky. On you know, a feature film that's you know, and you've only got three grand. Um, you know, there's there's a there's a large room for, for error there. But you know, we were very careful of every penny we spent. And we tried to make everything go as far as possible. Um, I think the biggest, to be fair, I say the biggest expense to the budget was blood and guts. Actually, to be fair, this is a story and I'm hoping the producers won't mind me saying this. Um, We destroyed a bath. Um, We, we spent 150 quid um, replacing a bath and it wasn't obviously intentionally done. So there's a scene in the film for anyone who hasn't seen it where, our main character is hiding out in the bathroom, and one of these intruders bursts in the door. has a baseball bat. They still struggle. You know, he's overpowered, and 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 our main character, you know, he smashes his face with a baseball bat. So we had, a, you know, being very careful on set. We had a rubber baseball bat. We padded out everybody, so no one was going to get hurt. The bath was even padded out. But for some reason, we we were dealing with the world's cheapest, flimsiest bath. And so we were able to somehow push um, a rubber baseball bat through a bath and make a hole in it this size. And so, yeah, we shot the scene and thought, yeah, that came out really great. You know, that looks really good. I'm really happy with it. Let's, let's tear everything down and let's be done for the day. And then we pull all this padding off the bath and realize there's a massive hole in it. And we're like... Oh, shit. Okay, so we now need to figure out that because, you know, that's not good. (laughs) So, yeah, we um, that was actually technically the biggest expense of the budget. We had to pay for a new bath.